chip versus hockey chip is what leads to this. I'm happy, uh, and, and I'm thankful to a lot of my friends who came up from Philly and a lot of my friends here in Williamsport. I'm also very nervous. It's like a nerve-wracking thing to be sitting there while all the other stuff is going on and you trying to, like, collect your thoughts. And, like, for the past couple of days, I just kind of, like, like, wanted to stay in the room and stay away because what happens is, like, people put pressure on you that you really don't need. You know, I, I don't know... Uh, hello? You got me? We gonna have some fun. But I like thank God, man, that like, you know, last year and a lot of times I like do stuff like this, always like thank people for taking a risk and I had to change that vocabulary because I don't believe that people take risks today with me. I believe that some other people believe in me and want to help me in my recovery. You know, I thank y'all for inviting the bum off the of 26 and Dolphins. You know, because we're talking about the path to self-acceptance, right? And you got to talk about the path to self-destruction first. Nowadays, it ain't popular to share about where you come from because nowadays you go to meetings and people say it ain't about the drugs no more. Yeah, I, yeah that's what I thought. Yeah, I still come in narcotics anonymous meetings because I don't want to get high no more. And that's like the main piece. I know a lot of people with 12 steps, 12 traditions, a conscious contact with God, use it. So they forget that staying clean must come first. So I'm trying to talk to the person that got 24 hours or less, one day, two days. You know, I ain't up here to share nothing spectacular. You know, because I, you know, I, I got with God. I said, God, look, I don't know what they want to hear. I don't know what they expect. But I'm talking to those two people anyway, so if I don't meet up to the rest of your expectations, I wouldn't talk to you anyhow. <laughs> you know, I come from, like, uh, Philly. And I, and I started using drugs at an early age because I didn't like myself. We're talking about the path of self-acceptance. You know, there was a point in my life where I truly didn't like who I was, and drugs seemed to alter my reality, and I was able to create whatever I wanted to be. Even for a short period of time, because drugs don't last that long. But for the time that it lasted, I was able to be whatever, like, I wanted to be because I didn't like being me. I didn't like being dark skin. You know what I mean? You any dark skin people? <laughs> We some pretty motherfuckers now. Yeah. How, how you do that one? You know, we need to learn some of that shit, you know what I'm saying? to have fun, right? You know, one of the things that it talks about now, never step, that part of God's will for us is to laugh. Recovery is about enjoying living life on right terms. You know, a lot of times people be so serious and, and, and don't think nothing funny and, and all you have to do is look at your life, you'll laugh at yourself. That's funny. You don't think nothing funny, just look at you. So, like, we have fun in recovery. I'm saying that to the newcomer who thinks that they need some type of chemical to put in their body to enjoy life. That you can come up in this camp right here, right? That's sick and say, don't you, do what we do, and you'll have fun too. Right now, might not nothing be funny to you. Now, y'all remember what nothing funny to us. But now, you know, we can laugh at a lot of things, and it's okay because we ain't got to laugh at shit that ain't funny no more. How many times you were sitting at the this table just laughing because you was broke? <laughs> ain't had no money. 
ain't had no dope, ain't had nothing like to add to the cause. And you would just last all day just for a small piece. Or maybe a taster. So we can have some fun today. So I was using drugs, man, early in my, early in my life. I was early in my recovery. Shit, I was fucked up. <laughs> You got that one? There you go. I was pumped up. Look, I ain't slept all day. Ain't no telling what I might talk about. But whatever it is, it's going to help somebody. So I used for a little while, man, because I didn't like who I was. I didn't like the person I, I you know, I, I just know a lot of slow self-esteem. I mean, like, if you grew up where I grew up at, which was in North Philly at the time that they was gang war, and I was the type of person that didn't have no heart, you know, of my own, of my own nature. You know, because drugs had, like, taken over and, and made me become somebody that I really always wanted to be. Now, I ain't one of them guys that be lying and say I ain't like getting high because I did. You know, getting high ain't like me. You understand what I'm saying? I used to like getting on because that's what we call it, getting on. Every day, that's all I put my boy Al at. That's all me and Al did up in Logan. We got on. Every day. Sam back there somewhere, too. That's all we did was get on, man, and that was like life on life terms to me. Because where I come from, like, wasn't a whole lot of people like working. Wasn't a whole lot of people like taking care of their families. There wasn't a whole lot of nothing like where I come from. It was just like everybody was getting on and all you seen was insanity, chaos, and confusion. And that's what I thought life was all about. So when I got to a certain age, I wanted like to participate in that type of process. We talking about the path to self-destruction first. See, I know, I know where I'm going. You know, some people you gotta, you know, bring them up to date with what you're talking about. But they don't follow you all the time. I use a lot of stuff, man. You know, I use a lot of stuff. Now, look, I use a, I don't know how much stuff y'all use, but I use a lot of stuff. And, like, what happened was, like, you know, in the beginning, it was fun for me. I had a lot of fun when I was getting on in the beginning. But towards the end, because that's why I literally just say when at the end of the road. See, I truly believe when you reach the end of the road, you don't go back. You know, I, I don't know how you can get to the end of the road and want to go back. Then if you went back, that's all right. Maybe you wasn't at the end. Because there's the middle of the road, too. But at the end of the road, like when your back is whacked out, you don't want to go back to that stuff. Whatever we going in the front of us, like whatever is in front of us, whatever our fears are, whatever our doubts are, it's a whole lot better than what was behind us. We talking about being on the path now. So I got high, but like, you know, I used to get high like, you know, crack, right? See, I thank God for crack. If it wasn't for crack, I wouldn't be here. If it wasn't for crack, most of us might not have been here. You know, just think it's the word crack, just the, the, the name crack, just like, uh, who would just name some shit that? Crack. That's what happened to all of us. We cracked. <laughs> Broke. That's why on the basic text is about fractured personality. What is a fracture? A crack. <laughs> I used that about six months. Didn't take long. I hear a lot of people say, I did this for like 20 years and shot this for 15 and drank. No, you can't smoke crack that long. I don't care what nobody in this room say. You raise your hands up you smoke crack. 20 years, your ass will evaporate. So, uh, you, uh, yeah, so... Crack got me here. Thank God. Thank you, God. Crack. I got here. I was in a treatment facility, and one of the first brothers that I heard share was, was Brother Khalil. That was almost nine years ago. 
And I was sitting in the, in the temple, and I was, like, sitting in the back. And I was like most people are, guys are, we coming with the macho image, coming straight out of prison. I didn't believe nothing he was talking about. He looked too cool. He was dressed real nice, and ain't no way in hell he could have used drugs. And I sat back there, and I took his inventory, and the other guy that was sitting beside of Reggie was tearing to me, and I took his inventory, too. And I kept taking the inventory, and I kept going to those meetings every week. So there was something that kind of like interfered of keep coming back. Like for the first time in my life, I was like hearing some people talk about like not getting high. And even though I didn't believe them, I just wanted to come and check out the theory. You know, maybe maybe it might be like a slight possibility. I mean, they, cause he, they kept coming up too much. And at first I thought they were getting paid for showing up, but they were showing up all the time. And they were taking some time out to, like, rap the little guys like me on the side and, like, say, look, brother, like, if you want we have the offer, just come on out here and, like, like make some meetings, man. It's, it's going to be all right. And I used to, like, sit out like, there ain't no way I can't, I can't not, like, like, not get high off of something. You know, because I thought everybody got high in the whole wide world. I mean, everybody, the fucking president, the vice president. The reverend, everybody got high. That's what I thought, man. I don't know about none of y'all. But I thought, like, everybody got high, man. But these guys were coming up here, like, every week. Saying, like, you ain't got to get high, man. So I would listen to them stories. And, like, even though I couldn't, like, relate to a lot of the stuff that they were talking about, because most of them shot dope, and I ain't never shoot dope. Most of them was older than me, and I think I was 23 when I was in the facility. You understand me? I got clean like when I left there, I was 24 years old. So it's like you young and you like 19, 18, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 27. And think you got another run? Yeah, in trouble. So I kept listening to those guys, man, and I kept going to those meetings. And one of the things that, like, I used to hear a lot of those guys say was, like, you know, you should relocate uh, up there where this, this certain facility was at, which was in Town. And uh, I went back home to Philly, right? I ain't got high since I've been back home to Philly. I believe, this is what I truly believe in my heart. If you don't want to get high, it don't matter where you at. That's just what I believe. It's the same thing. If you want to get high, it don't matter where you at. You can go to, uh, you can go to, uh, fucking Turkey and not even speak the language. But all you gotta do is know the nod. And you can get high. So I kept going to meetings, and when I came back to Philly, I would go to meetings, and I did the same thing. I sat in the back. I need to tell y'all, man, I ain't come around here for all this good spiritual stuff. I ain't come around here for a whole lot of changing and stuff. I ain't come around here for a whole lot of sex. I ain't come around here to build no relationship with God. I ain't want to build no relationship with me. I didn't give a fuck about that thing want to go back to jail. You understand what I'm saying? Now, I'm trying to tell you something. I'm a newcomer, one, two, eight, God, like, like, we don't care what you come here for. Just keep coming back. That's right. If you keep bringing your body and mind, I'll follow. That's what they told me. So, like, when I come up in here, I just don't want to go do no more time. That's all. And while I was doing it, it was all right. But after you get out and you experience a little bit of freedom, you don't want to go back. Because, like, the truth be told, I've been better in jail than I did on the street. And I didn't even want to come back to the street because I didn't have nothing out here. You know, I was up in here, I had my little store, I had my little, you know, I had my little hookup. Everybody used to come down and wrap them in and eat it some stuff, and I had the stuff for them. And when I was the man up in there, but I knew when I come back on the street, the shit, cigarettes ain't money no more. You know, you be in jail, you have like 20 cars of cigarettes, you're rich. You can't go downtown and sit with 20 cars of cigarettes, they got in that shirt. So I didn't have nothing. I was scared when I came back out. And I say that's why I kept going to meetings, even though I understand what they're talking about. 
And even though I didn't believe what they were talking about, I just kept going anyway. Until I heard my story. And I heard somebody say about like me. You understand what I'm saying? You keep coming around long enough, you'll hear your story. Check it out. When you hear your story one time, you'll start to hear it every time. When people get honest anyway. You know, because what comes from the heart reaches the heart. You can be up here a fake fraud and a phony for so long, but eventually the truth will come out. And that's why I'll holler get honest. You can lie about your clean time. You pay. You pay. You be up here say you got three years. We believe. It's the only place you come. We believe any motherfucking thing you say. <laughs> Yeah. Fix the mic. You just want me to sing to you. Is it all right now? Is this better? Can y'all hear? Can y'all hear me now? All right, cool. So this, you know, was too close to my mouth. I ain't into that. It ain't part of my fourth step. Well, can y'all hear me like way back there? Did y'all tell me where I was at before I was doing this? The story. They come to meet us. Hear my story. Hear it every time. Identify with similarities rather than differences. I started moving from the back of the meeting to the middle of the meeting. I started moving from the middle of the meeting to the front of the meeting. And my home group back in the day used to be at 16th of Gerard, so we used to sit on the floor. We used to sit under the table, around the table, behind the speaker, on his head, on his lap. You understand what I'm saying? Because, like, that started to become a little bit more important to me. You know what I mean? And, like, even though, and I mean, I'm still trying to change that, I was still on the, like, like, not going back to jail mode, right? So I was coming around here, and I was doing a whole lot of stuff. You know, because I was doing a whole lot of stuff. I was doing a whole lot of women. I was doing a whole lot of, like, doing everything outside of me to make me be who I thought I wanted to be. Because I was scared to look at who I really was. And I thought things outside of, outside of me validated me as being a man. So I went to the phase of women, I went to the phase of the cold clothes, I went to the phase of the hair. Anybody who know me know that I used to have so many fucking hairstyles at one time that like when I just cut it all off, I was just all right. I want to think that's some fun stuff. Yeah. Maybe like that shit really be real. Like she be really make you know that she really be doing that stuff. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> I had to start doing some stuff, man. I was around here for like five years and I always share with people, man. I stayed clean those first five years just on God's grace. I wasn't, I wasn't really like participating in nothing. I was speaking at a lot of meetings. I was speaking at a lot of conventions. I was speaking at a lot of speaker jams and anniversaries and, and marathons, and I got so caught up on my name. You know, just people calling and asking you to go places, and you really ain't doing no work. You understand? Because, like, anybody can talk to this. This shit ain't, this ain't, this ain't hard to do. This is, this is real easy. Come in here and everything is a fucking cliche. How you doing today, Jeff? Today I'm fine for the grace of God. I keep coming back, sick of days. All that, you know, just look, how you doing, man? Ask you all that stuff. So, like, I, I was trying to, you know, I took some steps. I thought anyway. You take some steps. You take the generic brand, the no frills brand. You know, I'm telling you, when you start doing some real tech stuff, when stuff in your gut just don't feel right, when it feels like, like you're just being, you're just rotten from the inside out, even with time clean, even with some nice jewelry, with some nice clothes, even with a nice little hoochie, a nice little job, a little bit of money in your pocket, you still feel like shit. Even with going places and people saying they get a lot out of what you're sharing, and you so special, and you so inspirational, and don't know on a lot of nights I will go home like feeling like dirt. 
listen to the same tapes that everybody else was listening to, and I was the only one not getting nothing from them. Because I know half the stuff I was talking, I wasn't living. Oh, you say, no, I say, get out of this. I say, the path is self-acceptance. I ain't as scared as I used to be. I used to be scared to tell the truth. Because so I was worried about being judged. Addict. What the fuck? What the fuck? Addict. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 you understand what I'm saying? Like, you, like, you know, addict. Well, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm talking about a person anyway. So I never live right. I never keep you guessing. Wondering what he's doing wrong. Because at one time, you didn't have to guess or wonder. You understand what I'm saying? People say he was a hoe. I used to get mad. This that stuff. You is a hoe, man. <laughs> people say he wasn't no good. He got a good message, but he ain't living nothing. He got a good message, but he was a don't think it, bro. <laughs> I'm still working on the trust issue. <laughs> it just feels so good to be free. I, I don't know how y'all... You, look, you got to get to a point where you feel good about being free. I think one of y'all chumpies was free to be who you are or something like that. We're talking about self-acceptance, man. I, I stopped buckling down, and I started going back over those steps again. And I started looking at the first step, and I started looking at the second step. I took a deeper commitment in three. Three was a mean step, Jack. You know, sometimes my first third step was like a generic introduction to God. I had to be a little bit more specific the second time around. I had to understand if I, could, if I made a decision to turn my will and life over to him, give it to him. You got it. Whatever you do with me, that's why anybody who knows me most days, most days, I ain't saying all days, but most days, I don't complain that much. I don't complain that he got that. He got that, but being human, it talks about we wonder, of course, and sometimes even when you got faith, you still be scared. You know, being all that old spiritual people, I mean, even with faith, you still be scared. But you know what you do? You get back down there, you buckle up, and you try to, like, get more faith. You know, I just feel like I've going on nine years, people put an expectation on where you're supposed to be, man. This ain't like an easy trip. We talking about a parent that got plenty of bumps in it. Hurdles, rocks. And all that stuff usually is created in my own mind. Those are the hurdles I got to get through, the stuff that I create in my own head. So God don't present no problems. All he presents is solution. I just, I just, I just, I, look, I believe we're all born to be on a certain path. Triangle self-obsession talks about it. You know, some children seem to outgrow, but we kind of like seem stuck, right? And once we got stuck, we, we got lost on that path, right? Stuck into the I want what I want when I want it. And if I can't get it, I'll go get it by any means necessary, regardless of who I got to hurt to go get it. I ain't the only one that's been there, am I? So, like, I got off the path right there. I believe we're born to be what we are right now, doing his work, living right. But you hear a lot of people saying, you look, man, look, look, this is what I was supposed to be doing all my life. I don't think I was born an addict. I hear people say that. They call me kids addicts and shit. Little Petey looks like an addict. <laughs> Y'all right? Okay. <laughs> I got off course, man. Into the program of Narcotics Anonymous, I got back on it. I like the way I'm living today. Because I like to give updates on today. 
you know, I, I can give you a long brother log and stuff like that, but it's like about how I'm living real good today. I'm living like the best. I'm doing some things in my life that I thought I could never do. You understand what I'm saying? Through practicing some principles and prayer and seeking through prayer and meditation to, like, allow God to do some stuff in my life, man. Some days it's very scary and some days it's very lonely. Because what happens when you start trying to do the right thing, your friends change. That just happens, man. I just don't like hang with people who I used to hang with. I really don't want to be associated with people who ain't really trying to do the same thing I'm trying to do, but I will talk to you. But it will be brief. You know, I'm really just trying to, like, live right, man, and do some principles and doing some things in my life. And, like, you know, I ain't come out with a weird book. A lot of people who know, it's like evidence. My friends know. They know how I'm living, man, and it's like, it's like, you know, it's a scary thing to, like, be doing the right thing after being so messed up most of your life and even most of your recovery. You know, I'm just used to messing up. I'm just used to things not going right. I'm not used to, like, things being good in my life. That's why the Tim Step talks about we should, like, nurture those good times. We're not, we're not, we're not used to those things. And, like, the stuff's so good for me, I think it's a setup for something bad. And then when you make enough meetings and you hear people say, like, you know, your time's going to come and, and you're on a pink cloud now and you kind of, like, get scared and you get nervous and you, like, mess it up because you think it's going to be messed up anyway. But not this time. See, not this time. I'm allowing, like, God to do some things. I'm not letting, the, letting my disease, like, creep in there and bother me, like, as much as it used to. We talking about up-to-date stuff, man. We talking about the path of self-acceptance. I feel good about who I am today. Real good. And, like, I could come to meetings today, like, with my head up. You know, I have to come to meetings today and look around the room and say, Dad, I was with her. I was with her. I slept with her. You know, all that. You know, any of you guys can relate to that stuff? Men lie like a motherfucker. That's all right. Your woman ain't going to leave. Tell the truth. That's like, baby, that was back in the day, baby. You know. Boy, that bride still a funny motherfucker. She's just playing, baby. But I don't know I wasn't the only dog in here. And you can recover from that. You know, like, we got a child alive, once an addict, always an addict. Once a dog ain't always a dog. Once a whore ain't always a whore. Once a trick ain't always a trick. Once a thief ain't always a thief. Once a liar ain't a... We're going to smash all those lies. You understand what I'm saying? You can change. I'm, I'm talking about evidence. In my life. Things that I'm doing, and you know, a woman, she don't like me talking about my relationship and stuff, you know, because she's low-key. But she's a big part of why my last year has been so special, and like if she don't find nobody in the next couple of hours, we'd be celebrating a year being together. You understand what I'm saying? So we ain't going to dance with this. <laughs> Got to get my groove on. <laughs> yeah. And it's like just like, you know, just like you like doing something different, like uh stepping out here on fear because for a lot of years I didn't think like I could be with like one person. That's that part was scary. One person. All the time. Same person. You understand what I'm saying? I know some guys out there, some women can relate too. You talking about when you start to accept yourself, man, you're able to do some things that you thought you couldn't do. And even though it's scary, because I told her this morning, I said, I think, I think I'm a woman trapped in a man's body. I scared of stuff like that. Because I'm like the more, I'm like the real, I'm like the real, I'm like that real sentimental, sensitive person 
And she be like, Bob Teaser, for real, actor. And like y'all see, like the y'all see the mask. You know, because a lot of days I feel I'm afraid to let people, like, get too close to me because I think you might hurt me. So you see the mask, and you see the stuff that, like, I want you to see. And sometimes when I look like I don't want you to come near, it's because I want you to come back, but at the same time I want you to come too. And I'm, like, confused about, like, who to allow to get close to me because it's, like, most of my life I've been hurt, not just by women, men, family members. So, like, you know, I'm still working on those issues, man. We talking about, like, the fourth step talking about the longer you stay clean, issues start to surface. Right? That's, that's what it say, right? Issues start to surface. So I'm starting to see through, like, going over things with a sponsor and talking to my sponsor, you know, periodically. And I still got issues that are surfacing, and I need to still, like, bring those walls down. But, like, you know, with her, it's like I'm, like, that real sensitive person. And, like, sometimes she say I'm too sensitive because, like, I don't know. It's like, you know, when you with somebody, it's like what they say to you bother you more than, like, anything else. And she don't, like, say nothing negative or nothing to me like that and stuff. It's like, you know, I just say everything so serious. You know, because I be so scared and shit, like, you know, like, I just want to try to be so perfect, you know what I mean, that I just don't want to, like, you know, for real or what? You, I'm crazy, baby, I'll change. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just, like, want to, I just want to, like, do stuff like that, man. You know what I mean? And, like, you know, this last year has been so helpful because, like, She's taught me, like, patience and tolerance, like, through watching her do some stuff. Especially with a child, you know, like, if, if you want to, like, learn something about patience and tolerance, just watch the woman with the children. And I sit back and I say, like, damn, I want to find children by now. <laughs> you know what I mean? But she just, like, and that teaches me to be a little bit more patient and tolerant in my life. You know what I mean? Because sometimes I just don't have it sometimes. Even with, like, new people, and I'll be in meetings and sponsors and, like, people who just want to come and talk to me and people who call me up. We're talking about self-acceptance. We're talking about getting real with who you are. That's what I'm talking about me, man. And sometimes, like, I don't have it, right? I'm that good. I'm the good speaker and, and chair at the meeting and raise my hand and drop the bomb, all those crazy stuff, man. But, like, sometimes I just don't want to, like, like, spend, like, that extra few minutes, like, talking to somebody who really needs to just... And somebody to listen to them. I'm just talking about being up here and being real. And, like, those are the things that I'm learning this year. Like, you know, sometimes I like answering the phone. Because now modern technology done hooks up caller ID, and now you, like, screen who, like, you want to, you know, so-and-so. Oh, man, I'm, oh, no, I'm not going to answer this. Because I know you're going to take me around the world, and, like, i got to, like, understand that some people just don't know how to get to the point. That's the truth. And I gotta remember when I was there. When I talked about everything but what was supposed to be talked about. I wanna set you up first. I want you to like, like, kinda like, be on my side first. Before I drop the dilemma on you. And I gotta understand, like, when people call me, that's the same thing that they doing. And I gotta like stop like being so like nasty sometimes. We talk about self-acceptance. I know I got an attitude problem. No, come up the past, man. The self-acceptance coming up here telling the truth. You know, if it ain't spectacular, then that's fucked up. But we talking about being real. And I'm learning those things through like being with somebody who has it in their life. And just watching somebody. And, like, getting with some good friends. You got some good friends, keep them. You know, I like Tahita and them and, and, and Winnie and, and, and like, uh, uh, my buddy Anthony and those guys, man. It was like, you know, y'all make me feel good ever since I've been here. I was sitting over there. I told my girl, I said, you know, we, we, we like uh, President Clinton and Hillary. <laughs> We get to sit at the main table. You know what I mean? I was out mingling with people and shit like, you know, the president be doing and shit. How y'all doing over there? How you like the budget and shit? <laughs> this is some exciting stuff. If you knew, this is something I'm trying to tell you. When I came, when I was that bum, walking through the door, standing up here was not on my mind. 
You understand what I'm saying? I, mean, I went to the first convention I went to, 89, at the Adams Mark Hotel, the greatest Philadelphia regional convention. And I remember standing out there, man, and I was seeing those people speak, and I was like back there, had my little nappy hair, my best outfit on, my best outfit, my best, a pair of white sweatpants and a t-shirt. That was the best outfit I had. And, 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 I, and, and y'all told me to come. Because I ain't had no suits and stuff. I didn't have no dress shirts. I didn't have no shoes and no pants and all that old type of stuff. And so you ain't got a hair. I ain't got no money. Don't worry about it. They say, come on up to the convention, man. Make some meetings. And I mean, I walked in there and like I look, I said, oh my God. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, that's what turned me on. So if you knew and this your first convention, Jack, boy, this is a turn on. Man, I walk, I said, boy, I said, you know, like, as you keep going to conventions, you say like, man, one day, boy, I want to be up here. I want to thank William for it, for giving me that shot. Because I always thought something had to be wrong with you. You know what I mean? Because, you know, you had to be sick or have one leg or some shit or half an arm. To, like, do a banquet or something more, or, like, open a meeting or a spiritual breakfast. Or, you know, you could, I thought you had to be have something up. I thought you had to have something else wrong with you but the disease of addiction. You understand what I'm saying? I just come straight up in this camp right off the street, man. You understand? And I'm like a regular old guy. I'm cool. And y'all gave me a shot. I mean, y'all say, like, look, they call me, like, in June. It's November. They call me in June. They say, we would like you to so and so uh, spawn. spawn. <laughs> if I'm going to spawn. For the Williamsport area of Narcotics Anonymous. Then we were considering you for like being the banquet chief at our convention. I have to ask you some questions. I thought it's Colombo, some motherfucking body, you know? How much time you got? How much time I had? Is that a sponsor? N.A. sponsor, yeah, I got N.A. We got N.A. sponsor, yeah, you just make N.A. meetings, yeah. Uh, you sponsor N.A. people, yeah. Uh, your home group, N.A. home group, yeah. Uh, all right, you pass. <laughs> I say thanks. Y'all don't know how much that like just touched my heart. You know, it just to be considered to do something. And it was deep because two weeks later they asked me to do the banquet at the New Jersey convention, which just happens to be tonight. And and, and y'all called first. And I thank God. Look, look, I'm sorry to tell you something. Trying to hold my composure. The so girl be teasing me because I get to cry and shit. Yeah, that's a new me. That's part of when you start having self-acceptance, man, you start getting in touch with some feels on the inside, and you realize that, you know, you ain't got to be no bitch to cry. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> well, I came up here, man, I don't know how many years ago, and and my buddy Al brought me up here to do a, a anniversary at the, uh, the Step and Tradition uh, meeting. And... A money night grace. All right. Thank you, baby. Uh, and I came up here, like, you know, y'all treated me good, and I had, like, never been to Williamsport and, and never seen the mountains and, and never had the hospitality, man, and the people just treated me so good. They, like, offered you food because Alan and they had no food in the house. And they had some water and some starch and shit in the refrigerator. Man, you know, anyway, you're my boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they treated me good, and like you know, I, and then y'all asked me to come up and do a learning day, I think. And then y'all had like a unity thing, and then y'all asked me to do the first convention y'all did, and then y'all asked me to come up here again last year. Then y'all asked me to come up here again, and, and I say this meant more to me in Jersey, because I'm telling you something, man. I used to get so much caught up in that ego and all that image time stuff, and I used to say, like, damn, like, you know, all the all my boys going to be up Jersey and shit like that, and, and all my friends going to be up there, and, and like, nobody's going to be here for me and shit. And when I got here, man, I ain't got nothing but love. 
You know what I'm saying? And, and, and look, and the real truth, and like the real truth, is y'all who got me to where I'm at. Not all the people who I heard on tape. Not all the other people who I spoke at conventions with and all that stuff. It was y'all. Sitting in those little dusty rooms down 22nd and Huntington. 16th and Gerard. 8th and Luzerne. Starlight Group, Pulaski and Man, all those Ape and Gerard, all the meetings where it'd be so much smoke in there and shit you couldn't even see who was speaking. <laughs> and, I, and, and like, you know, I had to come like back down to earth with that stuff. Because a lot of times you get caught up on thinking like, oh, them guys, I didn't even really like know them guys for real, for real, unless I go somewhere and see them. It's all guys who made me who I am, the people who I see every day. Like in Philly, the people with 30 days, 50 days, 90 days, that keep coming up to me and saying, Brian, like, keep doing what you're doing. I love you. I get so much from you. When I go through my stuff, they call and check up on me. When I was in the hospital last year for a couple weeks, man, they was calling me. And people was coming up there. I mean, like, my room was stayed pulled up. And I mean, like, I just was, like, so overwhelmed with, like, the love because, like, you can be around here while I still think people don't love you. That's how fucked up and tricky our disease is up here. And it'll lead us to believe, like, what we doing ain't worth doing. And it'll tell us, like, look, man, you might as well, like, go back, man. This, this recovery stuff ain't paying off. It works out. Why? Check it out. It tells us that. And, like, my head tells me stuff, man. When I was in the hospital, they was coming up here. They was bringing food. People was leaving me money for TVs. I was getting over like a mother. You know, people was like, <laughs> you need any money? Yeah, yeah, you know. I left the I left the hospital like I had I was working while I was in there. I had a couple hundred dollars. I'm still an addict. But they was coming up and people was calling me, man. And I know they got down Baltimore and said they made like a, a conference call and people were they was all down there and they called my hospital room and I saw like twenty people. They called me from up New York. People from Philly called the most. And check it out. It was the one who I didn't think that liked me showed up, and the ones who was my boys didn't see him. What I'm trying to say, please don't pick and choose where your help's going to come from. You never, never, ever know where God, who God is going to use for you, man, and like, that's why it's real, it's real, it's real important that we not like judge each other. It's hard. It's real hard. But I believe if God, we say it's a God-given program. We say that God is the ultimate authority. Twelve step, we receive our recovery from the God of our understanding. And I have a younger step inside of me that tells me that God's will and learning what God's will is for me. How can I dislike you and like God? How can I not love you and love God? That just don't make sense. You have to love what he creates also. We were all brought here for a reason. Sometimes we have to sit back and we have to, like, we know why, why we're here, why you're here. No, you better feel realize why you're really here. We ain't really here just because we said, look, God is using us for a reason. He takes nothing, turn them into something, so we can go back out there and grab some other nothings and turn them into something. It ain't about just making meetings all day long. It's about getting out there doing something. It's about like talking to that bum sometimes that you don't want to talk to. Talking to that stinking ass person that sits beside you on the bus sometimes. You understand what I'm saying? Talking to people that you, you know, and I'm telling you, like, I be, I used to catch the bus a lot. I be on the bus and I don't know what it is, but when you... in your life and start the prayer meditation process. If you ain't there yet, it's okay. You'll get there. But I know today, like, you know, it's just why I just got, I, I know I got more to do. You got some time playing, you got more to do. Your job ain't to be right here telling anybody else what they should be doing. Your job is to be like doing what you're supposed to be doing for yourself. 
You know, I ain't in like telling people what they need to be doing. I ain't in like telling people how to recover. Why? Well, Listen to say, recovering with different degrees of sickness, so we all recover at different rates. So people ain't going to be where you want them to be. Leave them alone. People pick up and come back, hug them. If he ain't talking about me, oh, he picks up again. What? Literature. Welcome to the Narcotics Anonymous family. The most natural thing for an addict to do is use drugs. That's natural. So what we got to do, we got to teach them something else. Give them something different. Don't reject them. Don't give them that, uh, 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 damn, you did it again, shit. Say, addict not use it is in an abnormal state. So we got to love them harder. Hug them harder. Talk to them a little bit softer. And I know it's hard. I talk about my old sometimes. It'd be like, it's just one person every week. That's like, damn, she got enough fucking Desmond Day keychains to, like, make a fucking window shade or something. <laughs> 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 she got about 50 basic tests. I be thinking, I said, damn, she must stole the book. Because, you know, anniversary comes, I get another book. I mean, I was, but keep coming, keep coming, baby, keep coming. You know, because we love her anyway. I got a friend, he can't get a week, man. But he make more meetings than most people I know. We got to love him anyway. Talked about in uh, uh, recovery. We had talked about that and we had that jarring experience. And it says something. It says just, I ain't making it up. That relapse is part of some people's process. It's part of some people's process. I don't know why people get high. You always say you be. I don't know why. Look, man, when you're dealing with the feelings and you ain't got a foundation, getting high ain't that hard to do. I hear people say using ain't an option. Use a goddamn lie. Using is always an option. What is an option? A choice. What is the first step say? We have a choice. All on nine years clean, Jack. A lot of days, they be like, boy, boy, boy look, oh, man, look, and I just spoke one of them blunt. Why I can't just go to the bar? I don't want to deal. Why I can't watch basketball like other people do? Why I can't watch football like other people do? I got a disease. Say, look, boy, you almost, you almost, you up there now. You got some time. You got, you got the big boy stuff, man. Look, man, you can probably just like smoke weed and drink forties. You ain't gotta fuck with the crack. Just don't mess with the crack. And am I the only one that thinks like that? So you say people use because they want to. How many days was it out there when you didn't want to get high and got high anyway? <laughs> we talking about a bad disease, cunning, baffling, powerful, insidious, great to trap. Got more sex than you do. Got more traditions than you do. Got more sponsors than you do. Make more meetings than you. Sometimes sitting right beside you. Disease bad boy. Look those words up, cunning, powerful, baffling. Look them up. Tricky words. So look, we got to love people up in this camp, man. You ain't got to like me, but love me. You ain't got to like me, but help me. You ain't got to accept me, but help me. You understand what I'm saying? She's been rolling with me, ain't she? Give her motherfucking head. Well, she gonna go home, tell her husband. <laughs> oh, and it was this crazy guy up there sitting <laughs> with me. I like to enjoy life. One of the things that it says in our 12 step, and it works out why some of us have a sparkling sense of humor, which may reach somebody in despair. And the fellowship has changed over the years, and I believe because the information is more now. See, it ain't like it used to be. And check it out. It ain't going to never be like it used to be. 
We're talking about the diversity of the addicts that's coming in here today, man. Things are like, matter of fact, I think it's getting better. Getting better, man. See, like, some people like people to be stuck. Don't want them to move nowhere. But see, like, when I got here, we just had a basic text. Now we got death for the day. It worked how and why. So now people come in here and they getting to work, man. Why? Because let's just say, if you, you want what we have, not if your sponsor wants you to want what we have, if you want what we have to offer, and you are willing to make the effort to get it, then these are the steps that make our recovery possible. You ain't got to wait a year to take no steps no more. You don't tell people, look, you don't tell people that the steps are the key to freedom. And look, it'll unlock the change because self-acceptance, it says, begins with the steps, right? Like, we got this for you, but we're going to hold it just for a year. You just be miserable. You just be clean and crazy. You just be out your mind. You just be sick. But when a year, you can have this. Get another sponsor. It's about life and death. And I ain't trying to step on those toes because that's what they told me when I got here and I stayed clean for that year. Not because they told me to do it, because I didn't want to do nothing anyway. All the time I plan to meet is for is some coffee and some pussy. I'm telling the truth. I ain't care about nothing else in the bar a couple of hours a day once in a while. I ain't come down here for so you ain't have to tell me nothing. I wasn't doing nothing. I ain't want to go back to jail. What this step stuff got to do with me? What that got to do with crack? Crack ain't in the book. Don't say we power so crack. Addiction, disease, mind, body, and spirit. That's why it's important that you get with all three. You come around here, and you can dress up the outside. They just working on the physical part. Hey. You look real good, man. You can dress up daughter chair. You can work on the middle, man. Go to school. Get a BA, MA, AA, PA, AA, associate degree, AD, I mean. Not AA, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Spawn. I'm sorry. But in the same token, we ought to be grateful to that fellowship the basic tech tells us that. That's where we come from. We don't deny that. But you can get all those things mentally, you can get all those degrees you want. That ain't going to keep you clean. The most difficult aspect of our disease to deal with is the spiritual aspect. Talked about that in the first step, it works out why. Because that is the, that's the area that affected us the most. We talking about the path of self-acceptance is like going inside of yourself and finding out who you really are. Finding out why you exist. Finding out what your purpose is. And on a lot of days, I'm still searching because the pamphlet tells us it takes a long time to re- achieve self-acceptance on a deep level. But check it out, Jack. It's a whole lot better now than it used to be. I don't need nobody outside of me to validate me no more. I don't need that no more. You know, I have a God in my life, and I'm going to tell you something, Jack. Even when I roll by myself, I roll with the best. Sometimes I get scared on this journey, and sometimes I don't know if, it's, uh, if I'm doing anything right. And sometimes I hear tell me, no matter how much you get from me, it tells me I ain't saying nothing. I got a disease that attacked me while I'm standing here. My shit talking to me now. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody did shit. I'm what you saying, man. Because you hear, I'm trying to, you, anybody been up here? See, but some people who ain't never done this don't understand this. You understand what I'm saying? They think this stuff is easy. They think like, you know, you just come up here and you like, you just, you know, because you're going to drop the bomb tonight, you're going to kick it. Man, I'm scared. You just give me a hug, man, and say, look, I'll see you later. Because I'm scared. This is scary stuff. Especially when you tell, it ain't scary if you're going to lie. But if you don't know what you want to say, because I ain't practicing, I wasn't up in the mirror. I wasn't up there with the books. Uh-huh. And I wasn't up there doing that. I was just nervous. Come on, baby, let's go. You know, she got... 
I'm sweating and shit. I'm ready to just, yo, I'm ready you know, come downstairs, man. It's like, they don't understand that stuff, Saida. They just think this stuff come automatic. They say, like, oh, you did this a lot. Every time I do this, I'm going to tell you right now, if you ain't nervous, something wrong with you. You don't get hooked on it. Don't get hooked on this image, man. This stuff ain't all what it's cracked up to be. Right? You can crack again. They picked that one up. But it's just like, it's just like when, when you start to like grow on the inside and some stuff on the inside start oozing and stuff and you start doing some things right and you start being a better person and people call you for relationship tips. Brian, they calling me. How do you do it? I don't know. I just pray a lot. I just try to maintain my focus a lot. I enjoy the time that I have. People know I'm not, I see my lady on the weekend. That's it. She works a lot, and I work, and, and we don't see each other the Saturday and Sunday. And, like, between that time and she got to juggle, you know, juggle to do a lot of things just for a few days. So some days I may see her one night, and I may not see her the rest of the weekend. So people say, well, how do you do it? Man, I pray. I ask God to help me be the person that I am with her when I ain't with her. That's what I do. And when I feel like like doing some crazy stuff, I tell her and I talk to her. And I call some other people and I talk to them. You know what I mean? I'm tired of, like, you know, risking being with an asset for a liability. Ain't that some crazy shit? You like that one, baby? I mean, I, you know, people be like, Brian, you're so happy. I am. You know, I'm going on. I'm going I'm done. Hey, I'll be telling her, you know, I'll be like, man, I'm just happy. You know, I'm just, yeah, yeah, be happy. Let's get something. You happy? I mean, a whole year. Ooh. I'm going to get a key change for that. <laughs> they got any around this motherfucker. Clean and relationship key change. I'm just a person, man, who just enjoys life. I enjoy recovery. I go through a lot of changes. People say, why you don't never share drama in meetings? I say, because by the time I get to the meeting, I got a solution to the drama. If I'm in drama at 7 o'clock in the morning, ain't nowhere in hell I should be waiting at 7 o'clock at night to share about it. I need to come with the solution. I need to come with the juice. And if it's still a problem, I need to talk about how I tried to get the solution, but it ain't working. I'm coming here just to get a little bit more. But my life is good, man. People know me, man. I'm like, God, look, it's good when you got witnesses. Because it's easy to go out of town and share a good story. You know, I could go anywhere and share some good stuff. And everybody like amazed at Brian. But when you got witnesses who watch you, see, people know I ain't that You know, you got some people who think you be the same person in 96 that you was in 93. It ain't seen you in three years. It ain't made a meeting in three years. I was talking to this girl the other day at a meeting, and she said some little crazy, you know, I get, I get offended now. I said, baby, that's the old Brian. I don't know what you're talking about. That ain't me. I ain't seen you in three years and you gonna come up with some type of conclusion about me. You wanna talk about me. And like sometimes it's just hard not to like knock somebody out. That stuff gets tested and recovery, you hold on. Cause it's hard people think they forget you jail for them. They forget you from the streets. They forget at one time you ain't care about nobody, not even yourself. And they forget that you can go back to that type of thinking at any time. Go ahead, <laughs> So anyway, some people, uh, Steve told me they was going somewhere to watch the fight. 
So you say, uh, the fight started 10. He said, Brian, we're trying to watch the fight. So close that somewhere close to 10. And, and, and so it ain't going to be but like a minute. Two might punch him in the chest to fight over. But we can do stuff like that. So watch, how many of y'all are grateful for just small stuff? We up in a hotel. Hotel. Looking like cash money. Looking good. People trust us not to take TVs and shit out the room. You understand what I'm saying? People serving you stuff. Bringing food to you, would that be enough? How are you, sir? I mean, stuff, that, that little small stuff. Y'all, look, honey, look, don't get lost in all this, you know, goofy shit. I'm talking about somebody just being polite to you. Asking how you doing, soap, water, toothpaste, socks, drawers. Ooh, drawers. Ooh. Ooh. I'm talking about small stuff. So you look all dressed up on the outside, having some fucked up drawers. I mean, I had to feel good that I just changed the drawers every day. I'm not going back, Jack. No, we can do you remember. They say those who forget are doing a repeat. So I remember a little small. I get up in the morning, Jack, and I go to the drawer. Y'all got to see. Y'all, look, I don't know. I think something wrong with me, y'all, other than the disease of addiction, because I'm a, I, look, I go look at the drawers and stuff. I'd be like, damn, I got some drawers. I got some socks. I got some socks. I got a choice what kind of shoes I want to put on. What color? What animal? <laughs> Stuff like that. You understand? I'm trying to say, man, just wake up in the morning feeling good that you ain't got the obsession to get high. Then when you walk out your house, you got a, a sense of purpose that you're going somewhere. You ever walk and stand in one spot, turn around, and couldn't go in either direction? You ever just walk around with no destination? Just walking, just hoping you run into a motherfucker. Do y'all remember that stuff? Now you walk out the house, people just say, hey, love and respect. How you trying to a little stuff like that? I need to let you stop the captain's Brian, look. This is not me today. I'm talking about in here. People who know me when I go to meetings now, I go to meet on these same baggy gray sweatpants all the time, damn. Now I don't care. I get off work, take off my work clothes, and I put on these same baggy sweatpants and the same baggy sweatshirt. And I wear that shit seven days a week if I want to. Put on some dirty sneakers. I don't even wear no gold most times I go to meetings no more. I just want to go as I am. So that one time that validated me as a person because I didn't like me. I told you they didn't like me. So the more stuff I had, the more I like outside, I, I showed out. And like people take notice that people would like me. And I thought if I was just plain old Johnny Bookie or whatever stuff, like then you might not like me. And then it was like I had to get the girls so if I wore all this stuff. I could get the girls. And then I ain't got to wear, I ain't got to get the girls no more. So I go to, I just go to the meet with my little baggy sweatpants on and my little gray sweatshirt, and I can just sit in the meeting, and I still feel just as good as I do as I am today. Self-acceptance. That's a nice piece. Y'all couldn't have picked a better thing for me, because anybody who knows when I speak on pamphlet meetings in Philly, that's all I speak on. Self-acceptance. That's my favorite pamphlet. And I kind of like, like who I am. I really, are you, do you like yourself? Yeah. You know, do you love yourself? Yeah. Shit, boy, that's a good feeling, man. So I want to I wanna thank y'all, the committee over here, the committee over here, the committee over there, and mainly the committee up there, Jack. Looking out there, man, and seeing brothers like Mike, man, with like 20 years, man, and, and like knowing like that, uh, 
Like he's a part of my life, and like when I see him, and he makes me feel like somebody. You know what I mean? He makes me feel like I'm special. You know what I mean? Because sometimes, you know, people with time, and we think like we don't mean nothing to them, man. We mean something to those guys. And those guys be hugging me, and they be like, you sharing tonight? And I say, yeah. They say the banquet. They say, yeah, I'll be there. Moved back here, drove all the way from up Jersey, the Jersey Commission, in the fucking rain last night, 12 hours. He called me a baby boy. He just come to hear a baby boy today. You understand what I'm saying, my buddy? My buddy, uh, 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 James drove all the way from the Jersey Convention to come all the way down here to give me some support. You know, people do stuff like that, man, and those are the little special things that touch my heart. And Ivy and Lily, they all came up. My buddy Sonny, my, oh, I love you, Sonny. They came up here, man. I'm just telling you, it's a good feeling just to be loved. Because I got a head to tell me that nobody don't like me. Anybody get like that sometimes? There's a lot of love here, man. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, I said some things to help somebody. But like I started out, I was talking to the person with 24 hours or less in two days anyway. I encourage you to keep coming back. This is probably the best thing happening for an addict in the world. All you got to do is keep coming. Check it out, boy. You'll be up here, too, one day. I ain't no different than nobody sitting out there. I ain't no spectacular addict. I'm not the great recovering addict. All I am is just a plain old-ass addict that's willing to do some work to change in my life, and people notice the changes, and they take they take the time to, like, invest in you, and they ask you to come. I don't know what everybody's expectations was about me coming here doing the banquet, because this is what I say. I say, I got to go there, be spectacular. You know what God says? Brian is just a dressed-up meeting. Just a regular meeting, Brian. You're just talking to addicts, Brian. Some of them may be having little dresses and gowns on and suits on, but it's just a meeting, Brian. He just has to keep me focused on it's a meeting, Brian. They ask you to come here because they know what you got. You don't have to be no different. You ain't got to be nothing other than what you are. And when you try to be spectacular, you'll probably be a liar anyway. Just get up here and tell the truth. And I did my best. Thanks for letting me share.